Listening to Radar Peak, a three-body podcast reviewing our way through the three-body problem and discussing its real-life parallels. I'm Allie. I'm Brett. And on this week's episode, we're discussing the latest UFO news, Roswell, New Mexico, Elon Musk somehow forgetting about entropy, and we discover a conspiracy as we discuss the next chapter of the three-body problem, Da Shu. Stay tuned. Energy units reporting. All systems go. Cutting units reporting. All systems go. Amplifier units reporting. I mean, you have been really active on Twitter. Suddenly, people always said to me, "You, you would love Twitter. And I was like, nah, I don't really get it. I get it now, actually. Like, I have a thought. And instead of just forgetting that thought or trying to figure out a way to turn that thought into something visual, (laughs) that, like, for Instagram... The people need to hear it. You just put it on fucking Twitter. What, what, like, what drove the change? Do you think it was Elon going through with the deal? I did see, like, the leaked... Or maybe they weren't leaked, but, like, the leaked texts between Elon Musk and the CEO of Twitter. Oh, right, yeah. And just, like... What a fucking ass kissing, kissing match, sort of. It, yeah, the ass kissing from the side of Twitter. Yeah, it was cringe. Yeah, he was. I was like, oh, respect yourself, BB. Also, Elon forgot about entropy. What do you mean? He tweeted something today. Like, oh, I loved it. Along the lines of like, all I know is that nothing is forever. Sounds like a Taylor Swift lyric. I'm kind of, but then the pod replied and said, Elon forgot about entropy. Hate to see it. Entropy is forever. Yeah. I fucking love that. You're reminding me of another Twitter post I saw that was so funny. Oh, well, you know how Taylor Swift dropped her new album. That's all I've heard about. Right? I was like, I'm guessing Taylor has a new album. Like, you don't need to know. Like, they'll let you know out there. It's like Voldemort. She's back. Yeah. Everyone will talk about it. Those who care and those who don't. I almost made a really hot take on Twitter, which was like, because I was, I was doing a deep dive on like, this is sort of Housewives related because Real Housewife of Atlanta, uh, Candy Buress, Buress, I, my God, Queen, legs, literally one of the most powerful women, I think, who's body, ever yes. body, <laughs> body, yes, I love her. You know, a former member of Escape mm-hmm. wrote No Scrubs songwriter. for TLC. Yeah. Wrote bills, bills, bills for mm-hmm. Destiny's Child. So I was doing a deep, just doing the Lord's work, media dive on yeah. Candy, and I was just like, literally save Candy at all costs. Mm-hmm. But the reason I brought that up is we too have legs, oh, hips, my hot and take. bodies. I was listening to TLC, and uh-huh. I was listening to Bills, Bills, Bills. Uh-huh. I was like, is Beyonce even a good singer? <laughs> That is a hot take. <laughs> Such a hot take, right? Like, like Kelly Rowland comes in on Bills, Bills, Bills. I was like, oh, pipes. Oh, Kelly I'm Rowland sorry. has pipes. She, she can sing. She was a better singer in Destiny's Child than Beyonce was. Beyonce may have had more star power, but I'm sorry. I don't think Beyonce is that strong of a singer. By the way, I've been really into Lucy Dacus. Dacus, you know her? No. She's an emo queen. I feel like she's like the rebirth of emo music. Okay. She was like a member of Boy Genius, the like this indie band with uh, Julian Baker and Phoebe Bridgers. Am I too old? Phoebe I have Bridgers. no idea what you're talking about. You've heard of Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah. 
She wears the skeleton. Yes. Literally, that's all I know about Phoebe Bridgers, too. I'm not a Phoebe Bridgers fan. I'm not I'm not an anti-Phoebe Bridgers. And I don't really listen to Julian Baker, either. But I do listen to Lucy Dacus. Now you're just making noises. You're going to have to explain. <laughs> she is like a singer-songwriter. Okay. And she just makes some fucking fire-ass emo music. Fire-ass sounds really uncomfortable. Fire-ass in a good way. Okay. Like, I don't know. And I just feel like it's appropriate. It's fall. Be a little emo. I've just been listening to this one that. song that's like, uh, you've got a nine to five, so I'll take the night shift and I'll never see you again if I can help it. Isn't that like just so angsty? Yeah. In the best way though. And she just like has the anyways. I've just been on my. I'll give it a try. You know spooky what? little emo kid. I'll give I'll give that more of a try than the new Taylor Swift album. How's that? Yeah, Deal. I won't even listen to the yeah. Same. Okay, let me know what you think. Okay, and last thing, why the frick? <laughs> okay, why the frick did Chris Ross just punch Chris Ross in the penis? You just saw that, huh? <laughs> Isn't it amazing? It's so good. Brett showed me this this TikTok. And That's my intrusive thought. So fucking funny, right? I forgot it. Fuck shooter farmer. <laughs> fuck chaotic era. Okay, so I was thinking that all week. I was like, that shit was so funny. We said that so many times this gold. weekend. I love it. It's gold. It like reminds me of like what I used to like about Vine. Yeah. Did you ever use Vine? Oh yeah. Like proto TikTok. Totally. It really was proto TikTok. Speaking about years past, um, but also more in UFO news. Yes. Because like, so for the past like three days on Twitter, trending nationally, mm-hmm. not just like LA local, coast to coast, trending on Twitter. Global trend. UFOs. No way. UFO sighting. No. Disclosure. What? And so of course I'm like glued, like a fly on a trap. Yeah. I'm like... Uh, to what, Twitter? Uh, yeah, like what's happening the to all of these hashtags connection. and trending moments of like things that are happening. 75 years this year, 75 years after the Roswell incident. Yeah. If you didn't know, it's been nearly three quarters of a hundred years. What year was that? 1946. Okay. Four, something like that. Uh-huh. Math, don't come for me. Okay. NASA have now created a team of people to study unidentified aerial phenomena. <gasps> In a tweet, Posted on October 21st. Finally. But really just officially, right? Officially and publicly. Right. Because like previously, previously there was this program called Project Blue Book, mm-hmm. which maybe we'll get into at some point in the life of this show. But on October 21st of this year, 2022, on the official NASA account, they tweeted, We've selected 16 individuals to participate in an independent study of UFOs and UAPs, or Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. Got it. Or observations in the sky that cannot be identified as aircraft or known natural phenomena. The project is a nine-month study, and it began on October 24th. Wait, they randomly selected people, or they selected, like, specialists? Specialists. Okay, got it. I thought they were just like, we're taking volunteers. I mean, first in line. Yeah, please. I volunteer as tribute. With my CE5 protocol, like, (laughs) memorized and ready to go. But they are, they've selected specialists. Yes, to create this squad 
to investigate the UFOs. Fuck yeah. And something I thought that was wild about this, like like I mentioned under Project Blue Book, a lot of the sightings at the time that Project Blue Book would be dispatched to sort of go out and investigate and learn from were sort of reduced down to these like like obviously non-exotic sightings, more of like, oh, it was a weather balloon that lost altitude and got ripped up in, in the jet stream and you're seeing a piece of a weather balloon. Like really staged PR looking photos being released. Mm-hmm. Although there are whistleblowers who report that the government not only recovered exotic craft, but also materials that are of highly technical fabrication. Oh. Such as like such as like alloys that like we currently don't have a recipe to be able to make such an alloy. Yeah. Where did this come from? I mean, I went to the Roswell Museum in Roswell. Did you really? What was it like? It was like a it was somewhere between like an eighth grade science project and and like some really reputable information if you read the fucking plaques and you read the documents yeah. that were like you know like when you got to like the the they had some dioramas mm-hmm. the sort of end was like citizen photos of potential mm-hmm. UFOs and UAPs. That part was more diorama-esque, but the beginning, and it was a little, like, scrappy, but the beginning and, like, the majority of it was just, like, truly walking you through the Roswell incident and, like, walking you through, like, the people that were involved and the documents that exist and there's copies of those documents and, you know, the group that was formed to, like, research it and, like, where those people came from and they worked for the government, you know? Like, it wasn't, like, not, it was not left alone, just, like, oh, yeah, it was just a weather balloon. It was very much like a classified and and anyways and then you have witness testimonies it was interesting did you have any alien jerky no isn't that a thing i think it could be they it's so crazy that the whole all of roswell is literally like for for like but it's like four buildings it's like the museum the gift shop the other gift shop and the 7-eleven like (laughs) it's It's like like the set of courage the cowardly dog yeah, exactly. In the mm-hmm. middle of nowhere. Isn't that where they live? Mm-hmm. It's it, it actually looks like that town and it has that vibe. And I think they talk about the material that was discovered. Yeah. The like strange alloys mm-hmm. that like didn't exist. And I remember being mind blown. <laughs> well, honey, in honor of our 10th brain blast. Mm. You know what time it is. It's time to get into the episode. Today's chapter, it's arguably, I think, maybe our favorite character to date. Ah, Like, your favorite police teddy bear. Chain smoking. Which I identify back with. talking. Yeah. <laughs> Sassafras. Mr. I don't know what's going on, but I don't like the smell of it. That. Ah, That. And what happened last week? Just a quick reminder. So it's a quick reminder. The universe flickered? <laughs> the universe flickered. Wang has just had this, like, dissociative episode outside the church. It seems like his entire world's coming down around him. He's literally just, like, standing outside hearing this gospel hymn playing inside for choir practice. Right. He's sobbing as he's, like, realizing that, like, everything he knows about reality is maybe not what he should be knowing about reality because there's so much more to it. Mm-hmm. And then he hears this voice calling out behind him just like cackling and taunting him like another one bites the dust like (laughs) down goes another one and he turns around and he sees Captain Shichung exhaling a puff of smoke from his Marlboro Red cigarettes 
And so we begin today's chapter. Dasha hands Wang his keys and he's like, hey, buddy, like, just so you know, you left your car parked in this intersection, LOL. Like, if I hadn't moved your car, the police would have had you towed. Hazard lights flashing. And, like, in this moment, I'm like, out of everybody, like, Dasha seems to be, like, the only person that's kind of, like, actually looking out for Wang. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's been trailing him for the last however many days just like in the shadows lurking like following not really making himself known but like kind of i'm always watching (laughs) more monsters inc yeah more of that always so dasha gives wang a cigarette and they just start to kind of like catch up because i mean really it has been like about three two or three days since they like had a sit down kind of conversation because i mean wang's had a lot going on yeah and dasha's like so wang how's it going like uh i saw you crying over there is this uh becoming too much for you and wang is like you wouldn't understand just like emo fully broken won't open up to dasha shell of a human just like fully pushing him out and she's like buddy your problem is that you understand too much and I think that's why this is really getting to you the way that it is. Mm, to be an underthinker, man. If on- How simple. How free, if only. There's no chance a single one of our listeners is an underthinker. No. And Dasha is like, Wang, are you hungry? And Ugh. obviously Wang is like terribly emo in this moment. And he's like, no, I don't want to eat anything. I can't even think about food. He's like, what if we get in and out? <laughs> Honestly, at that point, I'm like, fine. Fuck the depression. I'm in. Let's go. (laughs) Oh, my God. Animal style. Get me. All the way. So, like, Wang's not hungry. And Dasha's like, okay, well, what if we go out drinking? My treat. And I'm like, do you just want to hang out with him? That's so cute. So they get into Dasha's car. They drive to a restaurant. And as soon as they walk inside, all of the chefs and the wait staff start yelling out this order. And Wang is like... Oh, Dasha must come here, like, a lot. He's, like, obviously a regular. Mm. So they're just, Cop like, spot. firing up his order. For Lenies in Lower Manhattan. And so they, they sit down. paintings of cops on the walls. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> it's like an old, like, Italian, you know, mob spot. But Very also, bad. like, Red obviously... Booths. like Obviously, there's, yeah, booths. You've got, like, shitty ravioli and chicken parmesan. Mm-hmm. But you've also got these portraits of, like, the police force yep. everywhere. And it's like, okay, got it. You're in with these guys. Got it. We love that. So they sit down, the food arrives, and it's quick-fired tripe and a liquor made of sorghum. Ooh, I love. And the liquor is often sort of like affectionately known as China's vodka. Because mm. it's not made from potatoes, but it's made from sorghum in a very similar distilling way. Is sorghum a vegetable? Sorghum is an ancient grain. It looks a lot like quinoa. Got it. It grows very like that. Almost like on the stalk, it looks like a a paintbrushy kind of like lots of little balls Mm. that are grains that can be fermented. Okay. So they sit down, they get this liquor, they get their tripe. Mm. And as soon, like on sight, as soon as the food sits down, Wang's stomach literally flips upside down and goes sour. And he's like, I'm going to be sick. Mm. I feel like I can smell the air. It's like, it smells like leather and cigars and hot tripe and vodka. I mean, you know, it's like, there's just moments where like, if you're already not hungry, no matter how good the meal is, it sits down in front of you. You're just like, "Mm, no matter how good that hot tripe looks. (laughs) This, I can't do this. Hot tripe is, by the way, sheep stomach. stomach? Yeah. Yeah. Or sometimes beef stomach. Yeah. 
no matter how sometimes just called honeycomb because like the lining of the stomach has a really like honeycomb like have you had it texture yeah it's one of those where like it really needs to be cooked at like a like high pressure like these are like flash fried yeah i enjoyed it i mean it's like when it's when any of the what western cuisine would consider awful like any of the off cuts or like otherwise considered like unusable by like western standards are cooked in like as long as you know what to do with it and how to cook it it's very enjoyable Mm, i would only eat it in china at that bar with dasha challenge accepted (laughs) but so because wang is like obviously having like an adverse reaction to the food that's just been sat down dasha like a big sweetie orders wang some warm soy milk to calm his stomach and some fried pancakes no way and wang is like okay this i can do and he forces himself to eat forces himself to drink the warm soy milk and just sort of like recenter himself the two of them start talking they start taking shots of liquor and eventually the stress just starts to lift off of wang's shoulders he finally like feels a little bit of freedom from the madness he's been experiencing the past three days oh booze will do that and he feels himself getting tipsy and he starts to speak more freely also. So these walls he's had up with Dasha are just like brick by brick kind of like starting to be dismantled. They're trauma bonding. I know. <laughs> so he starts telling Dasha like pretty much everything that's happened over the last three days. Like he's telling him about the three body video game. He's telling him about sort of just like how the countdown stopped in his vision when the machine was turned off about the universe flickering and how just like none of this stuff is making sense spills and dasha is like let me get this straight like i'm just let's rewind that the universe was winking at you like is that what you're telling me and wang is like yeah like that's exactly what i'm telling you like the universe was literally like (laughs) blinking in morse code just at me but dasha doesn't believe him and wang is like Dasha, the only reason that you're not terrified right now like I am is because you don't really realize what's going on, which I thought was rich because like, I feel like, I mean, we know Dasha admittedly on his own accord and says that like, oh, they don't really trust me with any like high level anything because like, I'm lucky to have a job basically, but I'm like, he ultimately works for the clandestine services at the battle command center. So I'm like, that's rich because like, I feel like just on a baseline maybe dasha understands more than wang does because he's part of the team that like commissioned wang to go and be the spy in the first place for the frontiers of science so like i don't know i just who knows maybe maybe yeah i I did ask myself the same question because even dasha i think he's like you know i'm I'm basically a fucking chauffeur like a babysitter and like maybe they just they know he's good at putting things together yeah like an office pa basically yeah but like they definitely need clandestine Stein or like people who will keep their mouth shut working on this mm-hmm. but they also need people who will keep their mouth shut who will do kind of like the scut work of like you know tracking people and you know anyway so wang takes another shot and by this point he is left the fuck up for the holidays he asks dasha if another he's ever round for the bar no like he's like dancing on the table he's, he's like, twirling dasha can i just tell you something he's playing taylor swift on the jukebox he's feeling good i've been so cute (laughs) and wang asks dasha if he's ever gotten super philosophical like if he's ever thought about things like where do we come from yeah we're just why am i here what's my purpose when they're like where does the universe come from like real existential shit where does it go and dasha is just like nope (laughs) and wang's like wait never never like, never not once, never before this moment, even in this moment, never. And Wang is like, but you've seen the sky at night, and you've witnessed the cosmos. 
aren't you just like dumbstruck by that aren't you just like constantly in awe of everything else that's out there and dasha is like no i don't really ever look at the sky at night lol like i no what are you talking about <sighs> i'm just like stay unaware king romantic. like he's so funny to <laughs> stay me. unaware king people who are willfully ignorant are so precious crucial to society crucial right are those the masses arguably the only reason society still exists the only reason that that anyone has millions of followers too you know like i don't have a lot of followers and that's because all my followers are awake (laughs) do you know what i'm saying like third eyes opened yeah there's just not gonna be as many you know Mm -hmm. awake i mean i don't know i mean i love dashu but he's like yeah, he seems like a little sheepy. Yeah, which not isn't shitting a bad on thing. the sheep. We love the sheep. But so, like, obviously, the two of them are just like not really connecting over this. Wang's a little tipsy, right? I'm he's mad. Like, Come I, on. I feel like Dasha can probably hold his liquor way better than Wang can because he's like a regular. Right, he probably drinks all day. I like the guy. I like the idea that Dasha wakes up, takes a shot, goes yeah. to work. Like his blood type is probably like liquor. Totally. Point zero six. So the two of them come to this agreement, like. There's really nothing that we have to say to each other that we're going to sort of like connect in conversation over. So our answer, more shots. So they just keep drinking. Ugh. As boy, boys will be boys. They, you know, that's, that's how boys connect. It's ultimately what they're there for. Dasha did say, let's go out and drink. Yeah, you need Why to take a load off. Why are you trying to talk about philosophy with me? You're stressed. Just keep on drinking. So Dasha is like, listen, Wang, like, I know you're trying to like, I don't know, satisfy some philosophical kink you have with these questions with me. But even if I looked at the sky, like, it wouldn't make me think the way that you think. Like, I have too much other shit going on to worry about. I'm definitely not going to be thinking about questions that are, like, existential. Like, where do I come from? What's my purpose? Like, he's like... Just to put it in pure perspective for you, Wang, like, my career is going nowhere. I'm lucky I have a job after what happened. Like, I got kids to put through college. He's like, I don't have the energy or the time to think about philosophy, bro. Like, let it lie. And bro, like, if I look up at the sky, man, like, who's gonna look at the bad guys getting away? I'm a cop. Very that. I'm administering justice. Not all of us have the luxury of sitting on our asses and gazing at our belly buttons and at the stars all day. I like the idea that he's also kind of like a former frat bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and he's like, how do frat bo- bo- how do frat bows? How do frat bows relate to each other? They fucking play beer pong yeah. and hook up. Go on. <laughs> you go on so (laughs) but dasha does say it to wang he's like well like i i don't really think along the lines that you are right now or like that you do ever but like i have come up with one rule that seems to hold pretty like consistent throughout all areas of life wait what is it not (laughs) what's the rule not (laughs) yeah or like let me guess what the rule is okay yeah Mm -hmm. that's better well i'll give you this too when dasha says the rule wang is like that's a crappy rule. Mm, when in doubt, pinky out. Ooh, classy. Uh, no. Okay, that's not it. Okay, one more guess. Um, Dasha's rule of thumb is always measure twice, cut once. No. Always make sure the seat is down before you pee. Definitely not. <laughs> Dasha's rule is anything sufficiently weird, 
must be fishy. Anything sufficiently weird must be fishy. Do you know what he means by that? Like if something seems weird, it's it's actually suspicious. Yeah, like meaning like everything unexplainable behind it is not something supernatural. Rather, it's someone doing something with an explanation that you just don't know about. But what about the other like alternative? Spoke, like which spoken is like, like science. a cop. Yeah. Right. Like with like the board with the strings right, and the totally. pins and like put, you know, like there's someone spoken very like that. There's a criminal behind every single thing that is yes. suspicious. Yes. I love that. So, I mean, that's one way to look at the world. And sure. a lot of people look at the world that way. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of tinfoil hat people. I mean, is that tinfoil hat? Well, I guess it's like a long. Or like the, paranoid. It's along the lines of thinking not so much of conspiracy theories, but that like behind every sort of like mass group of things happening there must be some kind of, or rather suspicious things happening that Pulling there must strings. be some conspiracy of a thread that connects all of them mm. especially if they're happening at the same time right 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 that is tinfoil hat for a cop i feel like wouldn't he i, I thought yeah okay so that, right, Dasha. that's his rule and wang is like <laughs> that's a crappy rule <laughs> okay crappy rule so like what continuing continuing the flight. No of, wonder they have you babysitting me. Honestly. <laughs> Dasha Loki, like not that good of a cop. No. <laughs> like forget like all said, of his crimes against humanity. Like just not that good of a cop. He's lucky to have a job. Great at torture. <laughs> what am I doing here? Great at torture. Not that great at being yeah. a cop. Yeah. At coppery. <laughs> coppery. So continuing their flight of vodka shots wang gets so plastered at dinner he doesn't even remember how he got back to his car like he gets back to the car opens the door literally falls into the back seat and passes out he falls into this really dreamless sleep almost like it kind of came off to me almost like a computer being powered down just like you flip the switch and good night and wang has one of those sleeps where it's like do you ever when you're so it always happens when you're like the most tired and you need the most restorative sleep but like you get in bed you get comfy you close your eyes but it's like a blink and then the next day has started oh yeah so wang has one of those kinds of sleeps Um, oh man more of this and it's like he just blinks and he's like how long have i been out but it's been like hours and he sees that the sun is setting over on the horizon so like nearly the whole day is gone at this point he just like Oh, he slept all the way until the next night. Yeah. He fully transitioned into like the third shift. He slept for like 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Just like passed or out, like, I guess drunk hours. in the back of his car. Right, because it was like 2 a.m. when he saw Dasha. They probably mm-hmm. drank till 4 a.m. Yep. Then he probably slept 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, Around one. 5. Okay, he did sleep about 12 hours. Yeah. Go on. Like half a day, just drunk, passed out. I love out. that for him. He needs a bagel. Oh, that sounds nice. Right? That's what you need after a drunk 12-hour sleep. And coming to and seeing that like, oh, fuck, the sun is setting now. Hungover as he can be. Mm. Wang somehow feels like better than he did when he was like spiraling an existential crisis outside of the church. Maybe partway because he's like still kind of propped up on liquor. But also like he got to connect with another human for the first time in three days. And not like a, a VR. Yeah. You he know, got to like tell someone also what he was going through. Yeah, like I'm sure that probably He's certainly like, not in therapy. There's no therapy in this book. No, I'm like I'm sure that meant a lot to him on just like a visceral level. So Wang's getting his bearings and he realizes where he is and he's parked at the corner at one of the corners 
of the Forbidden City. Obsessed, Obsessed. with the Forbidden City. Okay. Because I was like, what is the Forbidden City? Yeah. It's actually uh, like like most things. Well, because like what a name, right. right? But like most things translated from Chinese. Sure. It's inexact. It's not even what the Forbidden City translates from. It actually means like former palace. Yeah. But we, I don't know how it got translated to the Forbidden City. But basically the Forbidden City is a, a palace complex in Beijing and it's surrounded by all of these imperial gardens and temples including like this ancient ancestral sacrificial temple and it was constructed from 1406 to 1420 long before columbus big construction too and it was the former chinese imperial palace and winter residence of the emperor of china so like mar-a-lago <laughs> but so much better precisely but ming dynasty yeah. mar-a-lago to the end of the qing dynasty from 1420 to 1924 as we know the qing dynasty ended it, yeah so basically it was the home of chinese emperors and it was you know where they lived but also there would be it was like a ceremonial and political center for the chinese government for 500 years and now ever since 1925 the forbidden city has been under the provision of the palace museum and they you know basically still have all of like the artworks amazing um and it's like 980 bu buildings but here's the coolest things. It is listed by UNESCO in Beijing as one of the largest and most well-preserved ancient wooden structures in the world. Oh, amazing. And since 2012, it's seen an average of 14 million visitors annually. Okay. Receives work. more than 19 – or yeah. Yeah, about 12, 14 million visitors annually. And the Forbidden City's market value was estimated at – you want to take a guess? Oof. I mean, obviously in the billions. Yeah. For sure. Like four or five hundred. No. More? That, no, no. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, Jesus. No, it is the, it is the, it is both the world's most valuable palace and the most valuable piece of real estate anywhere in the world. 50 billion. 70 billion. Wow. Barely more than the price of Twitter. Weirdly, right? Elon Musk should just buy the forbidden. Though, I mean, what was the number? 70? 70 billion. I mean, the difference between 47 billion is actually and 70 lot. billion is like astronomical. It's insane how much a billion is. But wow, that's, that's so much money. And I would love Holy to shit. visit the Forbidden City in Beijing. And I would love to like go on like a tour. Yeah. Wait, anyway, so that's the Forbidden City. <laughs> Wang is getting his bearings outside of the Forbidden City, parked on one of the corners. Right. Oh, and by the way, it's surrounded by a moat. And yes. so right there. So like... in this moment, it's sunset, it's golden hour, like arguably the most beautiful moments that a day has and the architecture is just lit by this golden light the moat that runs around the outside looks like liquid gold it's just it's beautiful and in this moment for Wang finally the world becomes stable again it's like all of the entropy that he's been experiencing the past three days has just like vanished and dissolved and the world has finally like put itself back together as this like three-dimensional puzzle that finally his brain is just like happy to see mm -hmm. instead of you know devolving into terror and sobbing on the streets but if this book series so far has taught us anything i feel like it's that all good things come to an end mm. in addition to if something is suspicious something behind it must be fishy mm -hmm. so wang is sitting in peace in his car until nightfall so nice when this black vw comes barreling up behind him and just screeches to a stop beside his car and of course, it's Dasha driving, and Dasha rolls down the window, and he's like, good morning, sunshine. Did you sleep well? <laughs> and Wang is like, 
Yeah, actually. Um, I got a pounding migraine, but I feel good. <laughs> like, what do I do next? Yeah. And she's like, you need to go eat. You need to go drink. And then you should go back to sleep. And Wang's like, okay, then what? <laughs> and then she's like, what do you mean? Then what? Don't you have to work tomorrow? And Wang's like, how can I think about work? Like, I know that the countdown is still running. I've just seen it flash in the sky. It's not in my vision anymore, but I know that as soon as my machine is fixed, it's going to start back up with my vision again. Like, there's barely 1,100 hours left. Like, how can you even imagine that I'd be able to think about work right now? And she's like, fuck all of that. Take care of yourself first because you're useless if you come unglued. Like, don't forget you have a purpose and I need you well enough to be able to serve your purpose. Right. And Wang pleads with Dasha. He's like, will you just, like, I'm begging you. Will you please just tell me what's going on? Which makes Dasha laugh because he's like, <laughs> LOL. Like, I've asked the same thing to my superiors more times than I can remember. Yeah, like, bro, I don't know. He's like, we're in this together, buddy. Though, like, for what it's worth, I don't know shit. Like, remember, they don't trust Dasha with much of anything because it's like, his past is really checkered. He's a loose cannon. And, like, by his own admission, he's lucky to have a job even at this point. So oh, they're like... He says it all the time. <laughs> they're not giving him intelligence by any means. You know, like, when it's like someone, like, cannot stop talking about how they got fired. It's like, very that. It's very that. And like, I've totally been in that situation where I'm like, are you okay? Like, are like you... she actually asked for an ice pumpkin spice and I actually like gave her a hot one and she like called and complained to the manager. And like, you're like, you've already told but them like that sucks. it was like, 10 years sucks. ago. Yeah, exactly. It was 10 years ago. And it's like, when people like really can't stop talking about how they were fired from a job 10 years ago or like they were ousted and it's just like, bro, you got to fucking write that resentment and you need to like turn it over. Being and you fired as a personality on. trait. I hate that. Not cute. Not cute at all. But Wang is like. Dasha, even if they don't tell you everything that's going on, you have to know more than I do because, like, you work for the Battle Command Center. Like, even if you don't have the full picture, like, I would almost wager money that you know more than I do. So Dasha is like, okay, fine. Here's everything that I know. In my work, I deal with putting together seemingly unconnected things. For example, lately crimes have been on the rise against intellectuals and academics. Like actually they've been skyrocketing and we don't really know why. Mm -hmm. And when we see them, there's no clear motive other than it's just pure destruction. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, also take for example, there are all the suicides of the Frontiers of Science members. Right. None of those people were involved in crimes. They just committed suicide on their own. And then Dasha is like, and then also environmental protesters have gotten extra bold lately. And they've started protesting outside nuclear power plants huh. and outside city developments that are trying to like return to nature and like live in very like eco-conscious nature-centric ways and dasha's like they're really basic protests if you ask me yeah don't we all want to live i feel like that's so right now like yeah. who doesn't want to go live on a commune in italy with their friends these days which leads him to ask wang he was like do you go to the movies and i'm like oh, is he gonna ask him to go on a date i hope so <laughs> wang's like no not wang's like no not really like when would i go to the movies but she's like well the reason i ask is that like all of the latest blockbusters all have these really rustic themes to them the setting is always pristine it's always set in nature handsome men pretty women all living in, roberts all living in ecological harmony like it's all representing life in a way of what many view as like when before science spoiled nature mm. 
And then he's like, then there was also this sci-fi contest that had a reward of five million for whoever could imagine the most disgusting future scenario. That's crazy. And I wonder if that's true. I mean, what's your most disgusting future scenario? Oh, God. Most disgusting? Like real or already depicted? Like personally? Yeah. My personal hell (laughs) is like... Like you're existing in society that is disgusting and it looks like okay all produce all food has been like we we can't produce it anymore the only food left is like space food like powdery dehydrated powders and bananas because i hate bananas Mm. i cannot eat them so that's all we can eat and yeah there's no more green like all of our plants have been destroyed like all our trees have died it's just like barren sad sad i mean isn't that not the most disgusting future well i mean the bananas you're not gonna have to worry about much longer because there is actually a fun so the banana that we eat today has been selectively bred because of its size its flavor like it's actually really different from heirloom bananas that preceded it right i remember reading about but it's the type of banana that you find i mean Aside from like local varieties that are still cultivated, it's like the banana that's widely distributed across the world. It's like you go to a market, you buy a banana, it's this banana. It's the same banana. But there's a fungus that's wiping out the banana plants. No way. It never stopped. This happened happened in like the 80s or 60s or something. And the plant is becoming extinct. Honestly, thrilled. I I literally, I I want everyone to eat their bananas. When I was a kid, if my family member was eating a banana, I would go outside. Or I would make them go outside. And God forbid I was in class and Trigger someone was alert. eating a banana. I would like cover my mouth and my nose. Because like, like literally the smell. Now I've gotten much better at like just sort of grinning and bearing it. But my dark secret is that like I am absolutely physiologically repulsed by the smell of a banana. Which I can smell the second I walk in a room. Like I, I know if, you'll, if you have bananas in you'll your know. house, I'll smell them. So Bananas and Pajamas was like a horror TV show for you. Oh, I never saw that. Oh, well, you're lucky then. Or maybe I did see that. They were grown-ass people in full-size banana costumes. No, I didn't see that. Wearing pajamas. No, I remember watching some special. Maybe it was on Sesame Street, and they were eating bananas, and my brother was like, let's eat bananas, and I like got one, and I like, I just had the most visceral reaction to it, and I was like, I can't do this. Um, but yeah. But okay, what about you? What's your personal most disgusting hell? Your five million dollars. It's probably hell? some combination between like the movie The Matrix okay. and like Blade Runner. Which part do you find disgusting about The Matrix? The Matrix, just the fact that like Like that we're floating in liquid or that Yes, but also like for the free people, the fact that they're like having to live so far underground with mm, like without no sunlight. Anything and this like almost insectoid kind of like machine has taken over the planet, like devouring all of its resources. Yeah is disgusting to me. Yeah, that is pretty dark, literally. But AI overlords, if you're listening... We love you. We love you. Yeah, so that's my nightmare future scenario. I think that's pretty spot on. Very H.G. Wells. But so Dasha is talking about all of like how in movies, in sort of like... Cinema. Social movements, it seems sort of like there's like a like an ideological shift that's Return happening. Return to nature. And also... Well, return to nature in the movies, but in real life, there's protests that are happening that are protesting return to nature. Right. And Dush is like, well, there's also strange cults that are showing up. So, like, pretty broad strokes for the picture. Like, times are kind of wild. Right. Right now. Yeah. And she's like, listen, like, I have to connect all the dots, my man. Like, it's my specialty. And my conclusion is that it's 
all being coordinated by somebody with the express goal of destroying scientific research. Right. And Wang's like, oh my god, who? Tea? Spill? Yeah. And she's like, like, I don't really know yet. Like, I'm still obviously working on it, but I can tell that by whatever plan is playing out, it's this, like, full-scale, comprehensive attack on scientists. Kill the scientists, like, drive all the rest of them crazy to the point where they kill themselves, and ultimately just make the scientists more stupid than the ordinary person so that they won't be a threat to anybody anymore. Right, because kill the scientists... Well, go on. So they, whoever they are... Right, the enemy. They also want to ruin science and the scientists' reputation so that society as a whole also becomes vehemently anti-science, which feels very, like, right now. Yeah. And she's like, Wang, like, so many of you bookworms couldn't figure this out. Like, I only went to vocational school, and it was, like, bold-faced staring at me like it seemed so obvious and so apparent that like this is what's going on i just don't know who it is yet and so wang is like sure like many of the best scientists can be distracted and redirected with pseudoscience which like again feels super right now Mm, yeah. like pseudoscience isn't obviously new no like it's had its place throughout human history where like little bits and pieces probably came from real scientific theory right. but then a lot of like spiritualism or a lot of like fringe religion get mixed into it and it sounds new and flashy and people that are already sort of like intellectually minded sort of like the pitfall is like oh that sounds like something that i know about that kind of makes sense and then they go all in and then they've sort of lost their way to something especially now when like anyone can have a youtube channel Mm -hmm. and like command authority and anyone can doctor any sort of evidence and photos and yeah you can just like really make a compelling case for pretty much anything i mean we're in the post factual world truth era Yeah. yeah which is so crazy and Wang is like, do you know who pseudoscientists fear the most? And Dasha's like, scientists? scientists? And Wang's like, mm-mm, stage magicians. Abracadabra. He was like, they're the only ones who can debunk all the junk theories and practices of the pseudoscientists. All the academics are far too easily led astray by the pseudoscientists. And like, because you're a cop, you're used to being able to look at like a large web of dots of events and people and places and connect them all together by the conspiracy that runs through them. And like here at dinner, they were both like, we have nothing to talk about. And like, look at them. They're like... I feel like actually seeing each other. Yeah. And Dash is like, you know, this is like the beginning of a beautiful friendship. He's like, you know, I see what I see and I know what I know, but there's plenty of people above my pay grade who know exactly what's going on here. Like I'm basically just running errands, so Aaron boy. Now you know what I know. Right. Like lay off, basically. And Wang's like, fine. Thank you, fine. But one more question. Why slash how is the military involved in all of this? Great question. And she's like, I don't know, man. It Blew my mind too. Like, obviously, they're talking about a war, so it makes sense that the military's involved. And, like, around the planet, there's like 20 something battle command centers, just like the one that we have here. And above the battle command center, there's an even higher level of authority, but, like, nobody knows any details. It's all very segmented, need to know, top secret intelligence kind of classification. Mm-hmm. And Wang is like, okay, got it. World War, military's involved. Who's the enemy? 
Right. And she was like, I know, right? Like, NATO is stationed in the war room now. There's a bunch of officers from the People's Liberation Army working out of the Pentagon in America. Like, who the fuck knows? This is unprecedented that all these nations' militaries are all, like, A, working together, and B, like, stationed and working together day in, day out on foreign nations' lands. It's like, uh, I don't know why I thought of uh, the Rage Against the Machine song, Know Your Enemy. Yeah. All of which are American dreams. All of which are American dreams. All of which are American dreams. Compromise, conformity, assimilation, submission. Anyways. Yeah, very that. And Wang is like, Dasha, are you sure that this is all true? And she's like, yeah, like a bunch of my buddies are generals now, so I think it's the real deal. And here's the kicker. In all the work that's being done by the military, by Dasha, by Wang, for a war to be going on on this like seemingly global scale, for there to be like 20-something battle command centers, right. the international news media has their lips sealed tight. Like, no, apparently, and that's the case. Honestly. Either genuinely, they don't know, or... Well, apparently, Jeffrey the world Epstein's leaders <laughs> know what's happening because they're terrified. And that's why there's this, like, media embargo for nobody to be talking about it. Because right. they all know what's going on, and they either don't want the general population to know about it yet, or they do, but they don't know how to tell them. Which felt so real to me, because like, we mentioned Disclosure, how it's been trending on Twitter, and like, I honestly really hope Disclosure is going to happen in our lifetime, but like, if that day were to ever come, like, no trust and believe that like, the effort going into how to break the news to the public would take years. Like, that wouldn't be a fast process. Mm, we're edging. There would be like, slow But like, burn. do you feel like, like, I, I can sense the readiness building like i mean yeah and it's not going to be like here's everything all at once it's sure. like this gra- like exactly what you're saying of like a little of this a little of that we change the logo we make this coalition mm-hmm. we're legitimizing it like it does feel that like there's a build-up people up are getting ready globally like mentally barring only like the a, 50s anymore yeah like barring only like a massive ship just like showing up in the sky you it's can't like shock this undeniable population. so i was like oh my god that feels so real and wang says to shu like okay well then if everything you say is true then everybody should be terrified and she's like buddy pal friend everybody's Guy. afraid of something so the enemy must be too like the greater the power the greater the fear of losing your status as they the one who's powerful. That. Even the enemy has an enemy. Nobody is impervious. And Wang's like, okay, sure, but what are they afraid of? Right, now that's the question. Dasha's like, it's clear, they're they're like afraid of scientists. Like, think about it. Yang Dong, every other member of the Frontiers of Science, maybe you if you don't take care of yourself. Like, they're more afraid of abstract theory than you are of seeing the universe wink at you. Right, and, like, what? what's so scary about fucking abstract theory if it's, like, abstract? Like, yeah. why? That's a big question that I still have because I'm not finished with a book. Dasha continues, it's why they're so hardcore with their approach. They don't just want to kill all the scientists because they want to utterly destroy them, break down their thoughts, tear down the temples of their scientific philosophies so that when the world loses a scientist, they're not just replaced by another one, but the entire institution of science has been dismantled. Mm, right. Like if you just if you just kill a scientist, like someone will just pick up where their work left off. Their assistant assumes their job and the work continues. But if you drive them insane, none of their research will make sense. And if you discredit them publicly, nobody's gonna listen to them. Damn, damn, damn. And Wang is like, 
they're afraid of fundamental science. And Dasha is like, slow clap. Slow clap. Bravo. He's like, the kid is starting to piece it together. We love to see it. <laughs> and Wang is like, but it doesn't make any sense. Like, my work is nowhere near what Yang Dong was doing. So right. how am I a threat He's to whoever's behind all this? Searcher. He works in nanomaterials. But Dasha's like, you must be special, kid, because so far, they don't really fuck with applied researchers. So weird. your nanomaterial just must really scare them for some reason. Really weird. And Wang is like, okay, so now that you've told me that I basically have like the world's biggest target on my back like what do I do and Dasha answers like the good government appointed caretaker that he is but also kind of like the newly forming friend that he's kind of proving he is for Wang he's like go to work do your job keep up your research fuck the countdown honestly the best way to fight back is to not let these people scare you into submission play the three-body game if it helps you relax maybe even make a goal and try and beat it if it helps you but this is what you should do and wang's like three-body you think the game is somehow tied to all of this and dasha's like definitely oh yeah i know several people at the battle command center who are playing it and it only pays off to play it if somebody is like really smart like it's all lost on me so i haven't even tried to bother with it but like i think you would benefit from continuing to play this game and I trying get to that. beat it some games are just impenetrable and you know what i mean yeah like, i just watch some people play video certain video games and i'm just like eh. Yeah. I just, I want three body. I only want three body. I want a V suit. I want the VR helmet. I re I wonder if they will make the game. Please make the game. Oh, that'd be fucking sick. You'd I bet never, they will. You'd never see me again. Oh my God. But you'll see me. Gosh, you'd see dude. follower of God. King Wen. Yeah. Yeah. You'd see me. Dude, that there. would be fucking sick. You know? I wonder if they will make that. That's the metaverse that I would plug into. And so Dasha says to Wang, like, if I learn anything else, I'll keep you updated. He's like, buddy, keep your phone close so I can reach you when I need to. And he's like, if something happens that scares you again, just remember my ultimate rule. Anything sufficiently weird must be fishy. Everything has an explanation, even if you can't see it. There's nothing supernatural acting on the events around you. Just stay focused, do your work, live your life, and in time, the pieces are going to fall into place, the picture of the puzzle is going to come together. Keep calm and carry on. And everything is going to make sense. Live, laugh, love. And like, one more thing. Boo. <laughs> and Wang's like, ah! And hearing all of this, Wang is synthesizing everything he's just been told. He's really taking to heart everything Dasha is saying to him, and Dasha just like is walking off. And before Wang even gets a chance to say thank you, Dasha is gone. Mm-hmm. And that is the end of chapter 10. bonded they're friends they're friends it was inevitable it was in the stars the greatest enemies always make the best friends yes unless dasha turn, turns on him later which would be devastating that but would nah. be tragic but for now so. while it's good let's let it be good while it's good it's real good and and i genuinely i don't know what what happens like i don't i don't believe that dasha i, I feel i'm a very trusting person you don't think he has it in him i the family torturer. I'm so well, yeah, exactly. Like I would trust someone who tortured someone to death because I am far too trusting. I just want to trust people, and I'm very forgiving as well. And it's mm. not because 
I, you know, am like peace and love, it's because I have short-term memory. <laughs> mm, <got laughs> like it. I literally just forget emotionally. Maybe as like a production. I'm just like Yeah, maybe. I don't want to I don't I don't want to feel that anymore. Yeah. And so my my brain will like literally rewrite history and it's just like, "No, he didn't do that." I don't know who I'm thinking of specifically. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like you know it's like yeah it's bad then but it's fine now I'm not you know anyways I hope they stay they stay buddies same because this honeymoon period is really nice yeah and and Dasha showed up at just the right time when Wang needed someone who could understand and, and also I feel like maybe Dasha I mean so far every time we've seen like any kind of like interrogation kind of interaction from him like when he met wang at his apartment he was very he was going very like hard in the paint sort of like you know bad cop. straight to the point bad yeah. cop but like i feel like deep Shitting down he's probably actually really good with people right right he's tortured enough people now to know <laughs> that he's a big softie well you know i get it when when you're torturing someone here comes the <laughs> defense of torture when you're torturing someone for or against it's easy to well whenever you make anyone an enemy you're dehumanizing them and so it's easier to inflict torture upon them tolstoy actually had a great essay i believe or like story about the hangman Mm -hmm. the man have you read it Mm mm-hmm what a fucking legend. Man, those Russian authors, they really Ugh. know how to just... Mm. Well, I mean, it was fucking cold. What else were they going to do? Exactly, in those gulags. But yeah, he has this great uh, essay on the hangman, mm-hmm. like the man who hangs people yep. and how he like goes home to his wife yep. and then goes back to work and, and what it takes to be a hangman. I got to reread that. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about it. That'd be a fun revisit. Or maybe a bonus episode. Oh, that'd be nice. Right? We'll put it on, actually, that's a good idea. We'll put it on Patreon. And if you would like to hear that, subscribe to our Patreon. Okay, well, next week we're doing lucky number 11. Is it time to log back on? Oh, yes. Next week. Fuck I'm yeah. so excited because we are returning to the game that is three body. Yes. So is Wang. And he buys a fucking V suit of his own. So oh, he's going all in. He's, he's not going to have to go to the college rec center no oh. more um it's just the best feeling when you know it's like when you buy the book versus borrow the book yeah ownership when you subscribe to the patreon versus just listening to the free episode that feels right. so much better yes it's yours you're part of it now. And no one can take that from you mm-hmm. so oh i'm excited i hope you all will tune in next week in the meantime we invite you to log on in the future all of which is the American dream. All of which are American dreams. Know your enemy. And then kiss them to throw them off. You've been listening to Radar Peak, a three-body podcast. Subscribe and download on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for exclusive content we might not have time for, subscribe to our Patreon. One last thing before you go. If you enjoyed today's episode, leave a review and tell your friends about us. Join in on the conversation when you follow us on Twitter at RadarPeakPod. See you there.